You're listening to Bota, Worldviews and Albanian Culture. Thanks for listening. We're going to get right into the episode, but don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Bota Podcast. And don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Comment, like, share. Thanks so much. All right. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back. Today, I have a special guest. She is a registered yoga instructor, and she has been building up her own yoga, working on her Bloom Yoga, which is really exciting. I saw her on Instagram, and she has such great content there. And let me introduce you guys to Ina. Hi, Ina. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. You're welcome. I'm so glad that I got a chance to sit down with you and kind of talk about yoga. I know that in our community, I feel like not a lot of people do it or they're maybe just not aware of it as much. I know that when I was younger, like in my teens and stuff, I did a lot of yoga. Actually, I was really into it. But everyone I would like talk to, they're like, oh, you're just you're doing yoga? I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's not something that you do to just lose weight because they're like, well, you're not really burning a lot of calories. And the reason you exercise or do anything active is to lose weight, right? <laughs> right, right, right. And yoga wasn't as popular back in the day. It has, has become, especially here in the States, um, mm-hmm. the last, I would say, probably seven to 10 years. So kind of tell me where you are from originally and how you kind of got into yoga. I am originally from Albania. I moved here when I was nine years old. I always had a passion for helping others. So that's why I primarily chose the healthcare field and being a a nurse in cardiology and working, you know, long hours and helping patients and their family members understand what the patient is going through. I needed something to fall back on for myself. Mm. You know, I always took, took, took all everybody else's emotions and feelings and, you know, people screaming at you because they want their loved ones healed. Yeah. You can only take so much, right? Mm -hmm. I hit a hard patch in my life back in 2013. And at that point, I told myself, I need to do something. A friend of mine who I was going to college with at the time, she said, have you heard about yoga? And I said, I've heard about it. But like you said earlier, nobody really has, you know, tried it or it wasn't as popular at the time. She's like, would you like to go with me? And we can just try a free week of yoga class. I said, sure. So she found this, a group on actually mm-hmm. for a free week. And she said, let's just go try it. And I said, okay. And I, as soon as I walked into the studio and, you know, laid on my mat, I'm like, this is for me. This is <laughs> my passion. This is where I need to be right now in my life. Yeah, that's powerful because I, like we were, we were saying, like it's taken so much for granted but what was it about the yoga that you were like, okay, this is this is what I need in my life? What was it exactly that made you feel that way? It was a few things. I think one of them was that it connected my breath work, since yoga focuses a lot on breath work, connected my breath work with my emotions. Mm-hmm. And I checked in with my emotions to see why do I keep feeling this way? So I was more mindful of my emotions and it helped me go through the healing process. And the other thing was that, you know, the stretching and the flexibility and moving your body, because yoga is not just about, you know, meditation. It's also about connecting your breath with your movement. 
it helped my body to start moving. So, you know, anytime you're going through an exercise, for example, it makes you feel better, makes you feel happier, right? So the, the stretching and the strength that it provided me after I started practicing yoga is where I realized that this is what I need for my body and not just my mind. Mm-hmm. So you found that connection between mind and body, which is such a big yes. thing. I've actually been doing a lot of um, soul searching, if you want to call it this year, I think probably a lot of people have with everything going on. And I was taking like courses and doing different programs on just kind of being mindful and having mindfulness. And one of the biggest things that I've learned that breathing, (laughs) breathing techniques is probably like one of the most important things that we can do. Of course. But then I found it also like, okay, breathing, we do it, uh, we do it all the time. We're always breathing, but sitting down and just stopping and just focusing on only that one breathing, I always found it so difficult sometimes because I think in our lives that we live in, it's like always fast paced, like go, 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 go. And just to sit down and breathe, you're like, well, you know, I'm wasting my time. Like, what am I doing? Just sitting here breathing. But it's probably one of the most important things that we can probably do for our health. Absolutely. And you might even ask, you know, why did I even chose yoga, not like a gym over yoga, right? Mm -hmm. At the time. But after trying that one yoga class that my friend decided to, you know, drag me into, it helped me to live in the present moment because oftentimes I find myself think about the past or the future, right? Especially with uh, our um, culture too, we tend to worry a lot about our future. So worrying about things that I shouldn't have been worrying and trying to plan so far in advance about the future, yoga itself helped me stay focused in the now, in the present moment. And happiness can only be found in the here and in the now. So I want people to think about that if they listen to this uh, podcast. I want people to think that it's so important for our minds to be present in the moment and that their happiness can only be found in the here, in the now. How can people get into that moment? First of all, you will need a yoga mat. (laughs) (laughs) So once you are on your yoga mat, place your mind that you are going in a studio or whether you're in a room in your house and you're going to place your body physically on the mat, you know, closing your eyes, taking some inhales and exhales should help the person to start focusing and connecting their breath with their emotions. Because that's what it boils down to. When you connect your breath with your emotions, then you will be able to understand that it's more important to be in the here and in the now. Everybody's different. So, you know, for me, it's easier said than done because I've been doing it for seven years. And maybe sometimes you have, you go through something in life and you say, okay, this is what I need to do right now. You know, I don't know. People are different in in that aspect, but what I can suggest, uh, especially what works for me is, you know, grabbing the yoga mat, trying to get your mind to understand that now you're going to find yourself in a, in a situation where you are going to focus on yourself, connect with yourself, connect with your breath, connect with your movement, connect with your emotions, connect with a now, with a here. The environment that 
you build, you create makes a huge difference as well. I mean, you can't be in the car and try to say, you know, I'm going to connect mm-hmm. my breath with my movement, you know, mm-hmm. but you can be in the car as you're driving and connect that breath with your emotions. Like if you're feeling anxious, you can just take a deep breath in and hold it for three seconds and let it out. So you don't have to swear at the person that just caught you off. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So there's definitely a lot, you know, taking that moment to breathe, getting a real good mat, just carving out that time to just be like, lay down flat and just breathe. Definitely a good place to go. But there's so many different types of yoga out there. Is there like a specific one that you kind of like to specialize in or is you know, is there a lot of training that's involved in becoming like an instructor? I mean, that's like kind of two different questions, but. Yeah, I could actually, I can answer both of them. So I do specialize in vinyasa and you're absolutely right. There are multiple different kinds of specialties of yoga. So I specialize in vinyasa, which is one breath, one movement. Your body's constantly, you know, on the move. Like I had mentioned earlier, yoga is not just, you know, a meditation where you're sitting there or laying there, closing your eyes and just focusing on your breath. It's also connecting every breath with a movement. So you're flowing through these uh, movements, these stretches or strengthening your body as you're doing this. It's a quicker flow. So it's oftentimes with vinyasa, depending on the level, you can go at a faster speed or also slow it down and depending on your students and you know where your body is. So you always, always have to listen to your body. So that's my specialty is vinyasa i actually did my training in new york city it's a 200 hour training i did Mm -hmm. an intensive training i was there for four weeks i went to yoga school um nine hours a day monday through friday Mm. and i had homework every day including the weekend so it was very intense Mm. we did teachings in class we also um took a written exam and then also a take-home exam coming up with different uh, sequences and stuff. But it was very intense. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life, especially living in New York. I got to meet some great people. I went to school with 20 different people and only three of them were from United States and the rest of the students that were taking the training were from all over the world. Wow. And that was amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were from all over the world. So I got to learn a lot from them during the training as well. Do you still like keep in touch with any of those people or? Yeah, actually we are all in a group text um, through WhatsApp. So we all keep in touch with each other. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's fun sharing each other's, you know, stories. And What has been your journey um, since you completed that training? I know you're a instructor and doing that. Have you been working in... Uh, like a yoga studio or how has that been going? So since the training, I have been working in a yoga studio. I got hired by one of the yoga studios in Detroit to teach for them. I am now the vice president of one. During the pandemic, I actually launched Bloom Yoga myself. It was, you know, difficult starting it off at first because I'm thinking, how am I going to get people to go to a studio? And ideally, I would like to have a a building to put a yoga studio in there. But with COVID being around, it's been difficult to do that right now since we're going on lockdown almost every other week. And I also work a full-time job as a nurse. So it's kind of difficult to do that. 
However, when I launched the business back in April, I started doing online classes and I have maintained that relationship with my students to keep going with online classes. I do teach at a studio nearby uh, in, on the east side here in Michigan for the other studio, but I can also do uh, private sessions there one-on-one with Bloom Yoga students. So if anyone is interested, they can you know, schedule an appointment with me. And then I would meet them at the studio. It's, you know, practicing social distancing and all of that. I have been personally doing yoga myself for seven years, and I I am still a yoga student. I always Mm -hmm. take other instructors' classes because you actually learn a lot more when other people teach. Mm -hmm. And I have uh, been able to maintain the same amount of students, you know, throughout this time frame via zoom so most of my classes are on zoom unless they want to meet with me in person for private sessions yeah that's kind of i guess the beauty of um technology nowadays that we're able to yeah. connect virtually and still be able to kind of do our work <laughs> and stuff which is good because you still have that connection with somebody but i mean nothing ever beats an in-person session i think but at least it's something I agree you know you're still a part of it and hopefully things start looking up because it's just not (laughs) it's not a yeah we're in a difficult situation this COVID thing has definitely taken a toll on a lot of people especially healthcare workers and I can speak firsthand on that since you know I'm a nurse and I've worked through this whole COVID situation thankfully Mm -hmm. I've been healthy throughout the whole process yeah we are back to square one. I can tell you that right now. Our hospital's full of COVID again. Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, with do you find that the yoga kind of helps keep you your mind help more healthy? You know, because right now with everything going on, the COVID and all that, like our mental health is declining dramatically. You know, that's a big concern for a lot of people. Mm-hmm you know, yeah, there's COVID and you could get, you know, the sick and have a virus, but then there's the other unknown unseen virus of mental health. Like, how do we combat that? I mean, I know you're not, you know, like that's a really good and that's person, but like, I mean, I feel yeah, like- no, it's, it's a good question. And actually a lot of, a lot of people ask me that with being a yoga instructor, but I also want to stress out the fact that that is one of the main reasons why I launched this business during the pandemic is because I felt like they'll need it to de-stress somehow. And personally, because I've been doing yoga for so long, I find that it's my stress reliever after coming home from a, a shift at the hospital. But also it's eating right as well that can help you with both, you know, because you can have your mind to stay focused in the present moment and help cope with some of that stress from work or maybe home life. But you also have to eat right. You have to feed your mind right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big and one. And I'm not trying to go into a nutrition thing, but I think that some people, you know, they always stay focused on, oh, I can go to the gym or I can do yoga and lose the weight or, you know, feel distressed. But I think it's also so important to focus on the foods that we eat, the nutrition that we get. Mm. Now, this is like my nurse side speaking a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Educating the patient. And yeah, so I definitely agree that the food is a big part of it. And I think when you do practice, like you said, going through those motions of, you know, breathing and moving, it helps clear your mind. So then you make more conscious, better decisions. 
with food or other things, you know, so definitely I think the combination is a big benefit. Definitely one of the benefits is is the stress reliever, right? So yoga reduces the stress and anxiety by encouraging relaxation. Uh, Yoga helps lower our levels of stress hormones, such as cortisol, which some people might be familiar with, helps lower your blood pressure and heart rate. And also more importantly, especially in today's world with COVID around, it helps improve our immune system. It will also help you sleep better, get more sleep. We are in a much different uh, state of mind. Mm -hmm. And also physically, we do feel better and feel like we have a lot of energy to do things throughout the day. Another one that's big for uh, yoga is that I get a lot of students who come to me and say, I'm having back pain or I'm having neck pain. So it Mm. definitely is a huge chronic pain reliever. So I actually did a study on yoga myself recently that it said practicing yoga reduces pain for people with conditions such as cancer and multiple sclerosis autoimmune disease, arthritis, and of course, the back and neck pain or any other pain that we may have. You know, of course, some people want to focus on the, well, I want to feel stronger. I want to feel the flexibility and, you know, get feel something physically. So all of that yoga will help with makes you become stronger because you're targeting all the muscles of the body with movement and you're supporting your own body weight by building strength in areas where you really need it. And you might think that you don't need it. So with that being said, it also leads to the fact that, you know, you will gain flexibility and mobility in your body, which obviously, as we all know, flexibility makes it easier for you to complete your daily movements, whether you're at work or at home, such as like bending and reaching. And that way you don't feel stuck with your body. Some people feel like I can't do this. So they feel stuck with their body. Yeah. And I think that's why I always go back to yoga too, because I always do a different exercises. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go running. I'm going to do weights, whatever. But I always go to is always to do like, I didn't get my yoga. I got to get my stretching in. I got to get my yoga in. (laughs) That always makes me feel more, just makes me feel more like balanced. Like it's so true. Yeah. And I remember you were saying that the benefit of yoga is one of them is like getting better sleep. I remember one, this was like recently, a couple of days ago, I woke up in the middle of the night. It wasn't even the middle of the night. It was like really early in the morning. I think it was like four or five in the morning. And I just couldn't sleep. And I'm like, man, I'm just going to, uh, maybe I just need to go do some stretching. So I went downstairs and I went on my mat and I laid down. I started doing my breathing, started doing some stretching. I did like the cat and dog, you know, baby, um, what's it called? The one where you're like. Baby pose, child's pose. Child's pose. Happy yeah. baby. Child's pose, that's <laughs> one. And like a downward dog. I just kept doing different moves and stretches and breathing. You know, mm-hmm. after I was done, I just like laid there for like a little bit and just was breathing. And oh my God, I went back to my room and I was knocked out I fell asleep so good (laughs) after that and I was thinking to myself I'm like why don't do I do that every single night as a routine Mm -hmm. before I go to bed man it works so well it was I was like I really need to get back into this you're absolutely right yeah (laughs) I really want to get back into that oh my gosh you could always do it from the comfort of your own home now But I know it's a lot different when you do go to a studio and and everybody's energy and connecting with each other, it makes a difference too. So, but Mm -hmm. I think we will get there eventually. 
hopefully by next year. Yeah. I mean, let's all pray. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it does get better. You just always have yes. to stay positive. I always say you can't think of the negative stuff. Yes, absolutely. What do you feel that people can gain from working with you specifically, like in your studio or with your um, sessions? Well, my one important thing that I always say is I want people to be humble and I hope that they can gain that from working with me because I find myself to be very humble. Yoga is very humbling. Besides that, I believe that they can gain on how to avoid injuries in their every, everyday lifestyle. You know, going through different postures and different flows with me throughout time, they will be able to understand what their bodies need and how to take care of their bodies going forward. And also, I want them to be able to discover new areas in their bodies that probably need more focus on or need more work on. I try to help people gain this understanding from working with me. I would also like for them to gain confidence in themselves. We're going to work on it together so they're not alone. And I want them to feel confident in themselves and in their bodies and even in their minds. The other thing that you know, I would like for people to gain from working with me is better posture and feeling refreshed and relaxed after each yoga session. When you're talking about posture, what is the one biggest thing you could do to improve posture? Because I feel like that is also one of my biggest challenges. Well, if you're sitting in front of a computer all day long, you would need to have a straight back. Maybe if you're on the computer, you want to, uh, you know, place some sort of support on your wrists, underneath your wrist, uh, mm -hmm. if you're typing a whole lot. But other than that, just to go back and focus more on yoga, because that's like, you know, anybody can say those things. Well, one important thing is to do stretches, maybe every 15 minutes or every 20 minutes, just a quick stretch, stand up, either stretch your legs, stretch your upper body, your torso, your arms, your neck, you know, focus on the stretching that will definitely help you with your posture. The other thing that I stress a lot in my yoga classes are core work. You don't realize how strong your core work needs to be in order for you to maintain a good uh, body posture because it all starts with the core, right? It's like the foundation. If you don't have a good core or a strong core, you can't really stay straight or stand straight or mm. hold all that body weight. Yeah. And also, you know, after having babies like pregnancy, you know, they say that your core gets even worse because of the like stretching. Have you worked with clients that had that the issue like after pregnancy? Yeah, I have actually. And even at work, I've had that uh, come up a few times. So I do teach pregnancy yoga. And I also teach mommy and baby yoga. Oh, no way. That's Believe so it or not, there is mommy and baby yoga. Yeah, There's also so mommy cool. and, and dog yoga too. Um, <laughs> I've actually taught kids yoga and it's so much fun, but it's difficult to keep kids there for, you know, either 30 minutes or an hour. So I did do a teaching about three weeks ago. And that was pretty fun too. But as far as going back to that, there are different sessions, but I think those are more so working one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. private sessions, because that way I can understand where, what you need done. And that way I can focus on what you really need. When you have a big group of people, it's more difficult to, you know, understand what each one of them needs. Yeah, that makes sense. But I really, really encourage a lot of force strengthening, stretching, 
to help with flexibility as well. Not something that you're just going to do it once and you're going to say, I feel better. That's really nice that you have a very wide variety of different clients that you work with. Yeah, I do. But I've been doing yoga for seven years. So I've built a lot of relationships from being at the yoga studio where I was a student and then trying out different yoga studios. And I've also done a lot of workshops online, mostly with people from New York. So I learned a lot from them. And taking other teachers' classes has helped a lot. You know, you never stop learning, right? You're always a student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowledge is power, I always say. <laughs> Absolutely. What is like a regular day in your life kind of look like as like a yogi type person? How do you include the yoga into your life? Is it something that you wake up right in the morning and you're like, okay, I'm doing some yoga? Or is it at the end of the day? Or like, how do you incorporate your yoga into your life? Um, Typically when I'm working Monday through Friday, I do not have the time to in the mornings to incorporate any yoga, which they do recommend that you practice maybe 10, 15 minutes in the morning. However, I don't. I start off my day with going into work, Uh, you know, depending on my work day, either I'm there for eight hours or 12 hours. There are days when I would like to just take a yoga class. So I just come home and take one either online or go to a local studio, or there are days where I just start teaching. You know, if I have students that need a one-on-one private sessions, I meet up with them and start teaching. Or if I'm teaching a, you know, regular schedule and whether it's online or at the studio, you know, that's my set schedule. So I incorporate yoga one way or another, whether I'm the student or I'm the teacher. And it's pretty consistent, I would say, almost every day. If there's a day that I miss, it's because I'm going to the gym. So you do go to the gym too and like get like other different um, yes. workouts and exercise in, which is awesome. I know, right? Everybody asks me that. But you know what? When you want something, you make the time for it. And it's, for, it's an, the best investment you can make for yourself is what you eat and what you put your body through. To me, those are an investment. You know, people want to invest money in buying a big house or a big business. To me, my investment to myself right now, where I'm at is keeping my body and my mind healthy with what I eat and what exercises or yoga exercises I allow my body to go through. Mm. Do you have any other like insights or advice for, for the listeners? So for the listeners, I would like to say, Listen to your body. It is important to know and respect what your body is telling you to do and its limit. Once you know what your body needs, then you can address each situation or each issue slowly. You know, just because you start yoga with me today for 15 minutes or even 30 or an hour does not mean that it's going to solve all your problems right then and there. Or you wake up the next morning and say, well, I that didn't do anything. Well, you got to keep doing it. Practice practice, practice. You can't just do yoga once and say that healed me or my, my pain went away. You have to do yoga consistently, but most importantly, listen to your body. It is important to know and respect what your body is telling you to do in its limits. Mm. That is my advice. And actually, if you are ever a student in one of my sessions, you will often hear me say, listen to your body, do what your body's telling you to do. Just because I'm able to, you know, do a flip or a headstand or a handstand doesn't mean that your body's there. Not that you're not capable, maybe your body is not there. You think that everyone is capable to get to those points of like, say, like you said, doing a hands on your head or is it just takes practice and consistency? Is that the most important thing? 
Yes, absolutely. Practice and consistency and sticking to it takes time, but also, you know, everybody's different. So just because my body is able to do some of these things, it doesn't mean that, you know, someone else's body is able to do them. I can also tell you that there's other instructors who can, you know, do a particular yoga pose that I can't. So it doesn't mean that I'm not capable of it, but it just means that my body has not ready for it or it mm. doesn't want to take it down that route. Sometimes when I think about certain people, like my husband, for instance, I feel like he'll never do yoga mm -hmm. because he'll like look at those poses and he'll be like, that just doesn't look like comfortable or like, <laughs> how do you get through to people? It's definitely difficult to get men to mm -hmm. do yoga. That's for sure. I struggle with that myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yoga, who does yoga? That's like a girl thing is what I hear all the time. <laughs> yeah. But it's not true. I have men that take my classes. Um, it is seems to be a little bit more difficult for them, especially if they, you know, focus working out more so at the gym and working, working out on different parts of their body. It's sometimes it's difficult for them to stretch out in yoga. But to get through to people like that or anyone, to tell yourself that you're doing this for yourself, you're doing this for your body, for your mind, for your soul. So don't worry about what someone else in the yoga class is doing. Don't worry about if you're capable of doing a certain pose because there are poses that you're not going to be able to do them regardless. I can't do certain poses myself and I've been doing this for seven years and I teach it. So don't be afraid to go out there and take a yoga class just because you feel like it's not for you or you can't do it. Mm. I say, try it. Then tell me if you can do it or not. That's, I love that. What can uh, someone do today to get into yoga? Definitely classes are a great way to get into yoga. So if you are ready to take a yoga class or maybe after listening to you know our conversation, our podcast here, I encourage everyone to start taking a yoga class, whether you're at home, you want to go on YouTube, you want to, you know, just Google a yoga class, you, you want to start off by taking a class with me, I'd be happy to do so. Um, if anyone is interested, I offer your first classes for free. And then um, from home, virtual yoga, I only charge $5 per session. It's a 35 minute class or also a $25 monthly fee for unlimited classes. They're all 35 minutes from home because I know people don't wanna sit in front of a computer for too long nowadays. And if they would like a private session one-on-one, -on -one, I'm willing to meet with them at the studio. You know, that will be uh, by appointment and then prices can also be determined at the time of conversation. But I highly encourage people to just buy a mat, uh, even just a cheap one, just to get your mindset focused on it, that you're ready to do this, you want to do this, find a class, whether it's, you know, on YouTube, on Google, or with me, and just start it, just try it. Yeah. Where can they contact you if they want to do a session with you? So they can uh, contact me in a few different ways. I'm on Facebook or Instagram, Bloom Yoga, and just the number two. It's easier to find me that way because there are too many other ones. They can go into my website at bloom yoga number two dot weebly dot com or they can call me or text me at any time at 586-823-9154 or if people want to email they can also email me at bloom yoga number two at gmail.com awesome you can definitely 
check you out there. I will put links um, into this episode so that they can just click on the links to get to your website and your Instagram page. So if you're interested in working with Ina and doing a session, a yoga session with her, check her out. She is super sweet, um, super motivational and is ready to kind of work with whatever, you know, area you're in, you know, whether you're a beginner and, you know, whether I'm sure if you're, you know, more advanced, she would love to kind of work with you. She has a lot of experience from this conversation, I can tell. And I'm so grateful that she was here to talk to us about yoga, the benefits of it. And yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me here. It's been a pleasure. And I hope that I can make a difference in someone's life or body or mind somehow. So thank you. Thank you.